0: Hello and welcome to Walshore Bursting Perspectives, our continuing series of podcasts to help you understand key issues at the intersection of business and law. Today we will look at the SEC's 2018 exam priorities with Merrill Wiener, partner at the New York-based law firm Walshore Bursting. I'm Tom Merriam. And Meryl, why don't we just begin with the most basic question of all, which is what is the National Exam Program?
1: The, the SEC has is a, a large organization that's charged with um, maintaining fair and orderly and efficient markets uh, and promoting capital formation or facilitating capital formation. One of the offices of the SEC is the Office of Compliance, Inspection, and Examinations. And one of the things that the the Office of Compliance Inspection and Examinations does, and it's commonly called OC, and that's how I'll refer to it, um, uh, OC is charged with uh, inspections. And um, their inspections are inspections of, uh, for the most part, registered investment advisors. Investment advisors are um, entities, individuals, that provide investment advice to uh, investors. Now, the inspections that, um, that OC performs, sometimes they're for cause and sometimes they're not for cause. Um, when they're for cause, it's because they've heard that a horrible, um, a horrible thing has happened. There's been insider trading. There's been a, a violation of some other uh, securities rule or regulation. But typically, um, um, the OC um, examination is what's called a not-for-cause examination. It's a routine examination. In the course of what OC does, it, um, it regularly examines advisors. Now unfortunately or fortunately depending on um, whether you're the advisor or the you're the investor um, OC only gets to maybe 15% uh, of the registered investment advisors meaning 85% of investment advisors um, go unexamined and that's um, that's a 2017 statistic they're about 12,000 or so uh, Registered Investment Advisors out there and um, uh, so OC, in order to, to direct and to focus its work, every year it issues our uh, priorities. What it's going to be looking at, what, what OC is interested in when they come knocking at your door. It's not an exclusive list. It's amended from time to time uh, based on um, tips or reporting or complaints or things they discover in the course of examinations. But in the course of its not-for-cause examinations, this is what, um, these are the priorities that um, that OC is looking for in the year 2018. So what I'd like to do is I'm gonna sort of tick off the five priorities, and then I'll go into them one by one and sort of flesh them out.
0: Sure, before we do that, though, it's based on what you call four pillars, and if we can just briefly go over that for the audience, and then we'll get into the five priorities.
1: Well, OC's examination program um, stands on uh, what, what it calls uh, its four pillars, and those, those pillars are promoting compliance, preventing fraud, identifying and monitoring risk and informing policy. Um, and basically its its priorities are 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 organized around those um, around those themes
0: reminder that you're listening to Wash Our Bursting Perspectives, the podcast of the mid-sized New York law firm, Washar Bursting. Today, we're discussing the SEC's 2018 exam priorities with Merrill Weiner, who's a partner in the financial services practice at Wash R Bursting. And before we get into them um, individually, why don't you collectively give us what the five priorities are for 2018?
1: Okay, I think that makes sense. And then we'll sort of uh, talk a little about each of them. Um, so they are in no particular order. Um Theme number one retail investors, and that would include um, seniors and those saving for retirement. Um, the second is compliance and risks in critical market infrastructure. The third is FINRA and the MSRB. The fourth is cybersecurity. And the fifth is anti-money laundering or AML programs, as it's um, typically referred to.
0: So let's go back to the first one you mentioned, that's retail investors.
1: Okay. So retail investors, and in particular seniors, are considered um, particularly vulnerable uh, in the market. And the themes within that uh, that, that particular priority is high-risk products, and how investment advice is delivered. So let's just focus for a moment on high risk, higher risk products. When you're talking about a senior investor, uh, someone saving for retirement, they have less of a tail. They have less time to correct a mistake that they make in the market. Uh, much less time than, a say, a 30-year-old starting out uh, in a first job. So they are particularly vulnerable. And so the advice and the information that is um, that is uh, delivered to them uh, it becomes vital because based on that that information is how they make their decisions. So that investment advice and how it's delivered needs to be scrutinized and needs to be appropriate, especially for that group of investors. So what so in that connection what is what does OC look at So they look at, Fees, um, are they properly disclosed? Are all the fees disclosed? Are there hidden fees? When an advisor tells you I charge um, 1% of your assets under management, well, that sounds like a good deal, but is there anything else? Are you paying commission? Is there a, um, is there a success fee? Um, what about conflict, conflicts of interest? Are there particular uh, products that your advisor is recommending the, um, the investor buy based on the fact that it the advisor um, stands to benefit, does it have a financial interest in the product that it's investing? Other, issue, uh, other areas they look at in connection with protecting the um, retail uh, investor. Digital programs, they're, they're very sophisticated. Wrap fee programs, what's going into the wrapper? Um, they look at a group of examiners never before examined investment advisors, and that it, interesting to note. I mean, there are a lot of newbies out there. So who does the who does OC pick to look at? Well, they look at this on a risk-based analysis. In other words, if the um, if the investment advisor has a has a success rate and it's doing well, it's less chance lesser chance that it's going to be examined than one that's faltering. How is the advisor interacting with senior uh, senior investors? Are they more amenable to sitting down and speaking one-on-one than they would be to a a high-level executive? What about senior investors who invest in in things like mutual funds and ETFs? Well, again, if the mutual fund is poorly Performing, or if it has inexperienced management, or if the ETF has 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 little secondary market trading, um, they're going to be examined. If these funds and ETFs are tracking indices where their hands are basically forced to to select one investment over another or to keep up, they're going to be they're at higher risk. And so, based on a risk-based analysis, it's more likely that that. Um, that that advisor is going to be examined. Municipal advisors, um, they're going to be examined. Um, Other things that are going to be examined, again, in the connection with um, protecting retail investors is best execution policies, uh, especially for fixed income products. Are the advisors executing trades in a way that best serves its clients? or are they executing trades in a way that best serves the advisor? Um, and finally, in this area, there's this, uh, the, the new phenomena of cryptocurrency. Uh, well, it sounds great. Um, and it's one of those things that, that immediately uh, uh, interests people, and they, everybody wants to uh, get on the bandwagon. But the question is, does the advisor have adequate controls with respect to Uh, this new area? Does it have knowledge of the subject matter? Did it provide adequate risk disclosure to its clients, uh, the retail investors, so they know what they're getting into when they invest in this this new product?
0: Let's go to point two, which is the compliance and risk in critical market infrastructure.
1: Um, For the market to properly perform, um, the supporting um, the supporters behind the scene also have to be functioning properly. So things that keep the market running, agencies that keep the market running, like transfer agents, um, the national securities exchanges, clearing agencies, to be exa- they are being examined as well to make sure that that infrastructure is in place. So assuming the advisor is doing everything it's supposed to be doing, what's going on behind the scenes is equally, um, is equally supportive. Um, the, th- the third area, um, which is the sort of examining FINRA and the uh, MSRB, which is the Mutual Securities Rulemaking Board, Um, That's sort of the curious case of the regulator examining the regulators, Um, uh, and the regulator, being the SEC in the person of its OC office, is actually examining other regulators. They're examining FINRA to make sure that the quality of FINRA's examination of broker dealers and municipal advisors is, um, is, is adequate. Similarly, they're examining the MSRB to make sure that their internal policies are, are adequate. Uh, because the SC, it's not the SEC that examines um, uh, uh, broker-dealers, for example. It has to rely on FINRA uh, to do that job uh, for it. Uh, similarly, uh, it, it, uh, it has to rely on the MSRB to do its job as well.
0: And I just wanna remind everyone that they're listening to Warshaw Burstein Perspectives, the podcast of the New York-based law firm, Warshaw Burstein. Today, we're talking about the SEC's 2018 exam priorities with Merrill Wiener, who's a partner in the financial services and corporate groups at Warshaw Burstein. And we've gone through three of them so far, Merrill. Let's go into a subject that's on a lot of people's minds and very critical these days, and that's cybersecurity.
1: As well it should be. Um, Cybersecurity um, is critical uh, to the operation um, of the markets. Um, the scope and severity of, uh, of the risks has dramatically increased and with it the impact as it extends if there's a secure, as there's a cybersecurity breach, the damage and the impact, Extends well beyond the firm. That's the subject of the examination. Um, it extends to other market participants as well uh, in a very domino uh, effect type way. Um, so when um, so when um, OC comes in and um, does its inspection, it wants to make sure that um, that the firms have taken uh, the necessary precautions. Uh to manage or to, to identify cybersecurity risks and uh, to know how to assess those risks. It's interesting that uh, uh, OC's um, um, task uh, in this regard is is as much, um, Uh, being helpful as it is to being um, uh, as it is to examining. Um, It wants to make sure that the uh, firms that it's examining um, are doing whatever it can, whatever they can to prevent loss of data, um, to provide training to their own staff, and um, and that they have the proper tools and they know how to respond uh, to incidents in the event um, um, of, a bre- uh, of a breach, of a breach, they want to know that the firms have the technology systems in place, not just to carry out their routine functions, but that if they're broken, um, they know how to fix them, or if they become inadequate because um, because of um, uh, technology has moved on, how do you fix it? Um, are there are there service providers um, equally um, geared to making sure that they are protected, um, that, th- that their cybersecurity risks are um, uh, protected? Um, because ultimately that redounds to the detriment uh, and to the risk, if you will, of their own investors. Um, is there, and that that's sort of the, the, the real question, is there a backup plan? If all if all the measures are taken, if all the security measures are taken, all the cautionary, cautionary um, steps are taken, and the system fails, does the firm have some kind of a backup? Is there somebody out there they can go to and say, this happened. We need to get our statements out to our uh, investors. We need to place this order. We need to buy this. We need to sell this. Um, and that's, um, and, and again, that's one of the things that OC is going to be looking at. Not even so much from a punitive standpoint as from a how can we help.
0: And Merrill, the fifth and final priority for 2018 for the Securities and Exchange Commission and its exam is anti money laundering, the AML program.
1: Um, AML um, uh, is, a, is a program that um, firms need to adopt and they need to continue testing those standards. And the purpose of AML is to detect and report suspicious activity, including offenses that lead to the money laundering. Um, and this is, in this, this, uh, what the firm has to do, it, it, it goes back to the sort of old adage of, of many, many moons ago, uh, KYC, know your customer. Uh, when a new customer comes in, a new investor comes in, um, you need to. Add, it's not. It's not um, on. on uh, It won't be part of this um, uh, podcast. But there are questions that the firm must ask its investors to make sure that they're not uh, bringing in tainted funds. That um, that uh, the monies that they are bringing in that they're investing are are, are clean funds. Um, and, um, and obviously, if they're not, or if it discovers that an existing um, uh, cust- uh, uh, investor um, has done something that that raises red flags, they have to um, um, make the appropriate uh, reports, um, in- including where appropriate SAR or suspicious activity reports. Um, um, you know, again, this. These these five um, priorities, if you will, are not exhaustive. Uh, in the course of examinations, um, the OC examiners um, uh, pick up new trails. They uh, listen to tips from um, um, the public. They listen to complaints from the co- public. And there is much coordination uh, with other regulators um, again, for the purpose of creating a uh, and maintaining a fair, orderly, and efficient market.
0: Marilena, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and insights about the Securities and Exchange Commission's 2018 exam priorities here on Our Bursting Perspectives. And how can listeners reach you directly if they want to learn more about the SEC and issues such as this one?
1: Uh, you can uh, email me at mwiener, M-W-I-E-N-E-R, at wBNY.com or you can call me directly at 212-984-7731.
0: And please go to WBNY.com for other Warshore Bursting Perspectives podcasts and for more information about the Warshore Bursting Law Firm. Thank you for listening. I'm Tom Merriam.